What's up, Tennessee Progressives? This is Rome, and I'm speaking with Lindsey Stone today. And the reason I'm speaking with Lindsey Stone today is because she has an organization that I was just made aware of, and I think it's needed, and I think it's really good. Um, so we're definitely going to talk about that. And I think you actually have two organizations, if I if I'm recalling correctly. It was the Love Spark and Grandma's Hands. Are those yeah. two different? So they're two different groups, right? Or are they connected? Yes, two different groups. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Cool, cool. Um, and basically, I would like to talk about those, but I guess the first thing we want to know is about you. So, can you tell us something about yourself? Like, how did you? Well, what, what what's your origin story? Every hero has one, right? <laughs> oh, thank you. Coming from one. No. Um. Yes, I am from Morristown, Tennessee, originally. And um, so I've lived here in East Tennessee my whole life, grew up, I grew up community minded a little different anyway. My mother, um, when I was younger, she was diagnosed with a rare form of sarcoidosis, sarcoid. <clears throat> so I grew up an only child in the 80s and kind of diverse. My mom was like a hippie, <laughs> a singer, you know, and I was exposed to Reiki and shamans and all these different things growing up and um so later on in life I myself experienced incarceration um I was charged in 2009 with conspiracy for schedule two and was given an originally a 10-year plea by the feds and uh, took that plea obviously went to jail I was incarcerated at Alderson Federal Prison for women. And um, that's where my breakdown, but my buildup began uh, with the women there that helped empower me. But also, <clears throat> I got released at about four and a half years because of President Obama, because President Obama signed the biggest, largest piece of criminal justice in history um, affecting incarcerated individuals on drug cases, especially. Schedule two, which was the crack disparity back then. So he introduced the Fair Sentencing Act in 2010, which applied to several people, you know, back then and cut your sentences down. And that had really been my first charge. So it applied to me in my case. I was blessed, but I was grateful because that makes a difference. Us here in the United States giving out 20 and 10 and 20 years police for drugs is outrageous anyway. So hey, um, can I just, can I just interject something? I just had yeah. a quick question. Um, yeah. The the facility they had you at was it a mm -hmm. pro, like for profit or was it? Do you know? Oh, here. Well, I was in. I was everywhere. So federally, I mean, I was under the marshal. So the Alderson prison camp was. You know, it's it's a federal facility, but the jails around here. I was. I've been under Core Civic. I've been under. Um, I can't even think of the other one off the top of my head right now. But yes, I, I've participated in those. I've been in Knox County Jail, the detention facility, Washington County, Claiborne County, was, Sevier was, County. Was there a, a big difference? Like, could you tell how they were yes. ran? Or oh, okay. yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, the di honestly, the difference is state and federal at this point, and the difference is administration. Um, we have taken a rogue turn, especially um, with Republican GOP initiatives in criminal justice. Um, 
they have been underfunded and really neglected since COVID. So that's changed. But even back then, yes, federal was better in the sense of we got therapy. We could see a doctor to a degree. You know what I mean? In yeah. state in state health facilities, when we're held for the feds, like in Osceola, I was held in Osceola, which was in Georgia, and they had been probably shut down before. It's an immigration it's for immigration okay. and federal holds uh, before your sentence. That's where they just move you around and Oklahoma as well. And um, they were horrendous. You don't get uh, medical care. You, you know, you barely get proper food. So, or hygiene. So yes, there's a difference. They're underfunded. There's no medical, no security, no anything of value in the private health facilities at all. Right. And that goes, it goes hand in hand too, because you're sentenced for, for drug offenses. And then right. a lot of times when you look at the disparate disparity, excuse me, as, as you were saying, it is not without, uh, it seems sort of obvious that the, the people that put these policies into place, a lot of times have connections with the mm -hmm. private prisons and with the, you know, uh, like, what do they call it? Like for profit? Like, yeah prison Private, privatized much. prison systems that's the one that's the ones and they're outdated especially in the south i mean i can't ne neglect to say everywhere obviously but i feel like um we're just pushing core civic here and they have no right now there there's an issue with core civic and trials deal which i wanted to speak on at a point where we're kind of trying to fight for the state level trials attorney here in tennessee um because it's horrendous what they're doing to inmates and the control level down there the drugs are outrageous but um back to your point on the privatized yeah it's it's a huge difference because it's survival at that point those are your you're in the jail cells you're from jail to jail you're just literally if you have family that can send you money a little bit but even being indigent it's not like you get an indigent pack you might get a toothbrush and toothpaste you're not guaranteed to get undergarments socks bras i've been places where we didn't get pads for women's menstrual periods That's i mean insane yes absolutely insane and, uh, I have, i've seen all that yes and, and that was and, on state level before we even got to the feds and what's also crazy about that is the fact that a lot of these deals i think specifically in tennessee if they don't have capacity beds then they have to actually pay that prison like they they get penalized for not having it packed full but then well knowing well and good these they they don't have the they don't have the facilities and amenities to handle the load that they're going to get fined for not providing like that is just I couldn't insane. tell you absolutely I could not I don't know how many times I've been in a what we call bus which is the plastic bed on the floor first of all cells aren't meant to have five people in a cell it's a two man cell uh, pushing it with three people in there but that's a normal day that's normal that's constant people will be in the floor people have been you know Hamley County where I'm from Morristown is notorious their jail is constantly shut down they don't get they don't receive federal funding they can't hold federal inmates because of this but I mean they're underground and it was the same way I mean it was just there's no there's molds you know they pay themselves it's, it's a racketeering and especially like I say, it's gotten worse with Governor Billy coming in. He ran on crime investment, uh, criminal justice reform, and on created a crime investment task force, which I participated in in 2019. 
you know, I don't know if you've heard of Mr. Uh, Josh Smith or fourthpurpose.org. I have not, uh, but I'll, okay. I'll definitely check into that. What, what was his naming? You said one more time. Josh Smith, fourthpurpose.org. Fourth part. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. It's in Knoxville. Um, they actually just bought the old Gaither Motor Court off Jessamine. I don't know if you remember last year, but Billy came down here to christen that transitional housing. They're turning into men's transitional housing right across from Cat on Jessamine. It was okay. a historic, um, yes, it was a historic hotel. But um, so basically they will get paid. They pay themselves constantly. The state, the federal government pays state governments for housing prisoners, even though they have their own FBOP they, they deal with in Department of Justice, right? You get federal funding for state prisons, but state prisons, even privatized, get state funding, right? And then it's all these private owners or the medical facilities, they're all hand in hand. Um, it's like, um, it's kickbacks. It's, it's now, really like huge when you kickbacks. Say here. When you say medical facilities, are you referring to within the prison system the, or the in jails. general? Okay. The ones that they um, contract with. They t the Yeah, the medical facilities or the people they hire or associate with, which can be different in different areas of the state. Yes, yeah. But um, <clears throat> it is totally, here in the state uh, is, is different. Um, since Billy... <clears throat> excuse me like I said I can touch on this for a minute if you don't mind I wanted to brains on so sure. a connection I had made and that I was kind of like shouting out here I, I didn't understand was so Mr. Josh Smith approached me in 2019 because he know I, I study in, in um, advocacy for people incarcerated and he knew we knew similar people so he used to own a company called Master Service Companies on Clinton High and he sold that later for millions and invested, I think, six to eight million in fourthpurpose.org foundation here in Knoxville. Um, now, he was picked. There was eight people picked when Governor Billy came into office to run on crime, his crime investment task force. Two of those were Tony Parker, which is the head of all prisons in the state of Tennessee, and Josh Smith, who is a businessman, um, who was a federal inmate years ago. He was a felon. He... He got in trouble years ago, got out, created the master service company, right? Grew it to a million dollar company and sold it and started this organization. So Billy, before he came in as governor, ran a Lee's industry or Lee construction company, his family's construction company. He became president, I think, 1992 um, inside of a prison system he was trying to contract to get you know workers to say hey why don't we do you know let workers work somewhere and get paid even though that to me the labor page is is awful um i don't know exactly what he offered or paid for sure back then but um looking back at it before him running for governor knowing that he's having industries in prison then created men of valor which was a non-profit spiritual religious Christian religious spiritual program in the Tennessee Department of Corrections. He has that still. And um, he connected with Josh Smith. Now, the thing is, these are all businessmen getting into politics, getting into nonprofit and community work. 
for a profit, unfortunately. Um, I've come to figure out. So Bill Lee, since being in office, ran on criminal justice reform, hasn't reformed anything. In fact, he's he's made it worse by creating felonies for homeless and taking away any parole and good time, basically. Um, you know, he, he he kind of changed that July 1st when the new laws came in. So um, I just didn't understand as a governor how, how you could... so. Billy is with fourthpurpose.org, right? He's partnered with them to do the the Gaither Motor Corp to create men of valor transitional housing, which is they're working right now. It's it's going to be open soon. So that's Josh Smith, Tony Parker, Billy all together. This is the head of all prisons and the prison system in the state of Tennessee by Department of Corrections. This is the governor. And they're all on boards together in the nonprofit transitional living, religious, spiritual Christian programming in the prison system. So how, you know, it's kind of odd that you're the governor and you're having classes that can kind of get funding or you can keep this stuff outside of your office if you, you don't go back into office. I'm not sure. But um, the connections disturbed me when I got in and started working with Mr. Smith. Um <clears throat> I was like, yeah, I didn't understand that. And I still don't because I don't think a lot of people recognize the connection. It's hard to if you're not in that or working in it. And I was just happened to what I thought was blessed to, you know, Mr. Smith approached me and asked me, hey, would you like to write um, some research and how to move forward the state with reentry and women's reentry? Which I studied the um, Norway approach, which is rehabilitation and things like that. So I wrote you know, I've, about eight to 12 weeks, I worked for him doing this and wrote these initiatives, studied all of it, you know, internationally and within the United States um, of all programs, what works, what's less than 1% recidivism rate, and um, put that together and sent it to the governor's assistant and, you know, for this task force and worked with him on it. But um, after that is when I connected kind of you know, began to see things. So I was like, whoa, <laughs> you know, it just kind of was eye-opening to work in the community world and begin to see businessmen and other people come in with more of a profitized mind. And they tend to be coming out of the GOP rep political party. So as well. No, you're, you're a thousand percent right in regards <laughs> to a lot of people don't know about these connections um, right. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've seen in this Lee administration is it, 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 I mean, for lack of a better term, it seems like he's went and reverted back to the good old days of just blatant yes. cronyism, like yeah. all, all his cronies in positions of power. Like the one guy that uh, owned the, uh, was it the gun manufacturing company? I believe that uh, oh, he put on the uh, board of education, like the Tennessee, yes. And it's just like well, this dude has no qualifications and he's yeah. literally being sued for right. his product being involved in a mass shooting. But, yeah, like this guy has some type of insight. No, he's just a friend of Bill Lee. Um, right. I've oftentimes thought of Bill Lee almost as like a um, bootleg version of Trump. Like he's absolutely he's, you know, he doesn't have that the 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 media savviness, quote unquote, of a New York born Trump. But yeah. he has the uh, the all shucks folksy 
countryisms of like a, a Tennessee Bill White Lee nationalism. I mean, they have definite strong tones of that strong Christian conservative views. He he claims that that's his ads, um, correct? But when you're coming into the world of um, incarceration, one. Uh, going back with that, Norway, here's one of their mottos is comfort, healing, and inclusivity, right? right. Norway has less than 1%, number one in the world, in, in less than 1% recidivism rate. They don't have people coming out going back to prison at all. They don't have prisons as such. They have a maximum security called the Halden, Halden, Halden. It is, and they offer, you know, um, they have no locked doors. People have keys to their own unit. They can come and go, right? We, these are the types of energy. This is the type of thing that has to move forward in criminal justice reform. So I'm saying that because we have to move all the way over to rehabilitation. We have to move over to looking at case by case. We shouldn't be incarcerating these drug charges. We have outrageous numbers of unsolved murders in Knoxville. With no, I mean, I couldn't tell you one of these murders have been solved recently um, that are back to back, but we're still kicking in doors and pulling this 1992 crime bill from the district attorney's office just to, you know, go hard on drugs here, go hard on the homeless. How is that going to help anyone? We have to start at the, the basis, which is what the love spark, what I came from is advocacy, being incarcerated, seeing people unfortunately die from lack of medical care i have seen that people attempting suicide i mean you see you see the worst of the worst incarcerated once you go from you know you have time and you go from state to federal you know um and the more places you are you see the corruption and the worst it's gotten uh, we are supposed to evolve as a people in a country not go backwards and we cannot keep punishing um, people who are drug addicts, homeless, mental illness, um, drug charges, you know, for uh, many things. Because the adage that, and this is one that I, I stand on, the adage like even Tupac said, the hate that you give. What do you think is going to come back from that, right? The hate that you give is going to come back out into society worse. And if you really don't fight hard and in, in being incarcerated to to get your mind, mine was a spiritual journey. And I had other women to thank um, for getting me there and was being my support incarcerated because I had my own meltdowns, you know. Right. But um, it was a journey that got me here because they don't have a voice. You're not leaving there and people's shouting for you because guess what? My friend over here's got a headache and later found out she had cancer, but no one's going to get her checked for that. You know, she had a constant headache for a year all the time, never got diagnosed. I mean, medical care is zero in either state or federal, basically. Um, you're fighting to get your loved ones. We see the gentleman they're sharing, um, and I don't want to mess his name up. I can't think of the top of my head. I think he's in Mississippi, Jackson. I'm not sure where he had, you know, he's lost all this weight since August. This is everywhere. I have pictures right now from trials. To, I mean, people that have family members have shared on a Facebook group for trials still to shut it down of inmates that have been, you know, left in stomachs bloated, no medical care, locked in a cell for days. People are diabetics, don't get basic needs. It's two weeks before you, you come in jail and you get your basic care. How so, are we going? Oh, I'm so, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. I just, um, 
when you're saying all this, the the thought that keeps coming to my mind is the fact that it's almost as if they don't recognize the humanity of these people at um, all. And so then my question becomes. I mean, we, we definitely can put that on the the hands of the system, right? Because it's mm-hmm. it's in power. It's what's literally doing this. But when you step back, the system is us, right? So mentally, spiritually, um, physically, what steps do we need to start taking where uh, conviction doesn't strip you of your humanity? Um, right. Like, wh- where do you think we can go? Because I know you talked about the recidivism rate for mm-hmm. um, Norway, right? Mm-hmm. And like how, how it doesn't happen. So why don't we go, okay, let's do the Norway system? Because obviously it works. Right. Well, there there are, well, again, it goes to your state, right? It's going to go to your governor, the tone he sets for state. Now, federal is going to go to Department of Justice, the tone they're setting for how their federal inmates, the FBOP, stand. Back in the day, 90s, 2000s, you know, if you went to the feds or even before that, people thought it's it's great. They have great food and all, you know, they have these things, but you realize things deteriorate. In California, they they act on and um, invite organizations, local community organizations that have that base their stuff off of the ideologies of the Norway justice system so there's the homeboys industries there's a it's the local groups it is your community who has to it's going to do the work it's the ones that care that has to do the work anyway right one i think to begin with you can't come into this community type work politics advocacy community reentry without having a moral compass we have to one hire and make sure we're um appointing people in positions that care about that that use a moral compass we can't just have a business capitalistic mind you can't have that at all in this type two we take we emulate those um organizations that we see that we know that work we take those which is like transitional housing instead of one basics here we need to get rid of life sentences there's differences we don't have i mean we have serial killers and we have different cases i'm talking about the 70 to 60 percent of the clogging of the system of drug cases mental health and repeated violations on drugs and minor charges to that degree right those are the main people in the system over and over so one we have to have programming and um build up the human being and be recognized as a human being first. Most people in these places have been traumatized. It comes from childhood or trauma or poverty to begin with. And so when you get in there and you're broken and you're older and you don't know how to fix that, you don't have the tools to fix that. We have to have the um, emotional intelligence classes, the CBT, the cognitive behavior therapy classes, which teaches you how to change from negative thinking to positive. We don't need to indoctrinate with Christianity, religion, right, all through the system, we need to have choice, and we need to have uh, a more mental health, spiritual, self-help way. We need to let people be human beings. We're not going to take broken people and break them more and think that's going to work. I mean, we're just really taking our own tax money and throwing it out the window, really, with local, state, and federal incarceration rates. Just an example... uh... I'm sorry. Oh, go I'm ahead. sorry. 
No, no, just a thought. One inmate for one year federally, and this was back in, I would say, 2014, was about 43000 a year they pay themselves to give you an idea of the profit. Everything is profit, right? The medical care is privatized, right? They contract. Uh, the people they contract or they allow in, let's, let's say Department of Correction here in Tennessee. Again, we have Billy's program is in the Department of Corrections, right? Why, you know? showcase a conservative religious program more spiritual these are the things that are getting funding and these are the things that have to change so it has to go to one us voting us of of, of what we want to empower but two connecting to the organizations that emulate and then emulate that in our community to me with the love spark i thought i want to connect to as many organizations that, are, that care like me um when I started, I started, I got out in 2013. I started 2014 and um, I would just call and go and help and volunteer. If I seen something I liked, I'd be like, can I volunteer? I just want to give my time to that because that's what we need at first. But we can't run everything on volunteers, you know, so. Right, right. Um, I was just going to say a minute ago, you were talking about how um, Bill Lee has the focus on the faith-based um, mm -hmm. and it's, it's sort of ironic, right? Because you're, you're teaching them on this specific faith, which is Christianity that would yes. have verses such as like, turn the other cheek. Right. So you're right. telling me like, I should turn the other cheek, but then the system that I'm in did not do that. It said, mm -hmm. I need to be here for X amount of time. And this is like the punishment, right? It's sort of counterintuitive. Right. Um, and the blurred line is also you're thinking, well, I can go over here and work. I can sign up as a job in your factory in the prison contract, right? And work for a dollar an hour. You know, it's kind of blurred in that sense, too, from his office, I feel like. You know, having the connections and the programming in the system is a little blurred to me, consciously, morally, um, ethically, state-wise. But I just, you know. And 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 I'm, I feel like, and I really feel like if I studied this, I could probably prove it um but as of right now i have not but i feel like one of the reasons why it it's gotten to such a deplorable state is because traditionally the people you're bringing into the system are the the lowest of the low as far as like social standing or economic status political power yes. uh very marginalized groups right so it's easy to exploit them um you were talking about the the state you know, um, of people that you talked to or saw or met or knew in jail mm -hmm. and in prison. Um, and it's hard for me to believe a Glenn Casada, if he was to be convicted, oh, yeah. would ever find himself in that same situation, possibly in that same facility. Right. Absolutely. So it's like, even in the jail system, it's still tiered. It is very tier, correct. They know the prisons. They know the structure rurally, especially here. Um, I, I just wanted to note this. I had wrote this down. There was an article by um, David Rabin. I wanted to cite him. And his statement was, crime rates do not drive a state's prison population. population. Policy choices do. Right? That's brilliant. So, that is brilliant. And I, I, that's why I read that. I was like, absolutely. Because they said Bill Lee's 
um, administration has taken Tennessee backwards because back in the 90s, we did this. We upped everything and then prisons became overflowing. Then there's suits on medical care. You know, things begin to happen. But when they allowed more programming and choices and diversity, it eased back out. Well, that changed back in like early 2000s again. So it, it's just a lot with that, with uh, the BLE. There's a lot, a lot there with the program, but they would definitely not, I feel, be um, treated the same. No, not at all. I would say if there's if there's ever a better argument that we need to retire this notion of, well, let's let a businessman run it because they run a business. Absolutely. It would be like the Lee administration. Um, yes. I, I don't, I don't think there's a minority group in the state of Tennessee that hasn't had a reversion of freedoms under his administration. Absolutely. Everything has completely went backwards, but I mean, stepping back from a state level to a political party level, because that's what they identify as the GOP. I believe, I mean, they've been turned, but I believe at some point the profit from insurance companies to the lobbying to the the profiteer is what I mean. They are straight profit. There is no more humanism in anything. It is we have to. It's financially sound. Well, guess what? Every capital is not financial capital. You have human capital, and when you get away from that, is when things become out of balance and don't work. So you have to always, and that's been a history. We've seen that in history of incarceration rates. We've seen that in history of everything evolutionized from history. But they are definitely, it's like they have, um, you know, like for a better word, what I got charged with conspired. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, you know, they know what direction they're going and they, they don't care. So they're going to implement those laws while they can in office. And we have to be vigil and paying attention to what's going on locally state and federally well in um, tennessee well, yeah. i was gonna say tennessee has such an antiquated legislature system that yes. even if you do have people aware of what's happening they they virtually have no control like once a well, guy gets don't. in there or a woman gets in there it's a wrap you know like you it's can't a do a recall election uh, you can't yep. do voter referendums like no. all power is in the hands of the legislature. And just to go and show you how different municipalities have tried to work in the past to make better laws for their area. Do you remember when Memphis, Nashville and I believe Chattanooga all tried to decriminalize marijuana and uh, the legislature stepped in and said, no, you don't have the authority yes. to do that? Absolutely. And Nashville's doing that, trying to do another um, way now, I believe. But absolutely. Yes. Um, they're going to be stuck on their policies. But it's again, it's it's the voting, but it's also I mean, it's the vote. I mean, at the end of the day, it's the voting. Right. It's like to me and for my opinion is we have to fight against the GOP. I think anything grand old, anything it's time to go. Right. It's we, we don't want that energy. We don't want that. You know, it's draped in colonism and racism and, and all kinds of stuff. And that's what we're seeing in our law. So we've seen their way, right? He's been in office. What has happened now we're punishing homeless, right? We have no space in the, not one jail around here in this state except for maybe rurally. And I, I, I'm not even going to give you that. <laughs> Has space right now. 
No one around here has space right now. I can tell you that. And they keep, and guess who's mostly in the local jails under less than a year of time? Homeless people with addictions. It's just a recycle. They arrest them, free charge, free money. They have to pay to get out. And they're not even convicted of a crime, right? If so, if one was a conspiracy theory, a conspiracy theorist, you might be able to make a connection between criminalizing homelessness and the ability to have packed jails so you don't have to be penalized yes. for having empty beds. Yes. And let me tell uh, another note walking with that. Let me tell you, when I came home, just to give you an odd, I have two daughters, right? And I was gone four and a half, almost five years. Two daughters. I come home to a $14,000 and it $15,000 child support arrearage case where they charged me day for day per child while I was incarcerated. I'm coming home to 30000 in arrearage just on child support, right? So here's something, excuse me, a lot of people in the state do not know. The ACLU, I can't remember exactly when right now, sued the state of Tennessee for you know, taking away licenses and charging money financially. They say it's unconstitutional to keep getting people in debt by taking their license and they got to pay all these fees, right? So right. they changed that. Well, child support laws, here's this. If you owe over $2,500 in arrearage, 2,500 in the state of Tennessee, you cannot vote. So when I came out, I got off federal probation in 2016. I was like, okay, you get your letter from the judge and they say, you can get your rights back. Of course we can't have, I can never have a gun right but I can get my voting rights and passport back. So I can't get my voting rights back because the state of Tennessee denied my rights because I owed more than $2,500 in child support. So from 2016 time I got, now I got out at the end of 2013 and I paid child support until this year. And this is 2022. And my children are 17 and 23, 22, excuse me. So when I tell you the burdens and the hidden laws that you don't know, but one, the advocacy of how many people are we restricting in the state of Tennessee that owe more than 2,500 in child support? Just say you're incarcerated a year. I promise you're going to owe over 2,500 in arrearage. The laws on child support in Tennessee are not focused on deadbeat dad situations. They're focused on poverty, keeping people impoverished. The federal government offsets funds for Medicaid and, and child support to the states anyway. Why am wow. I why are we paying you all so many times? Right. But the fact that you don't realize how many people owe back child support can't vote. How many votes is that we're not getting in the state of Tennessee? Those are the laws one we have to watch because we have to be able to vote. We have to keep that vote open. So voting, utilizing our votes, number one. Um, I worked with Organized Tennessee. They do poll watching and all these volunteers. They were a great organization. Um, and I think we need to, to stay on that. I have a class at the jail. That's what I do with the Love Spark. And I talk to my women about these initiatives. And we take these steps inside and people that are interested and connect them, right? When I came out, they you would have the UT would throw a expungement clinic right i'll see these signs for expungement clinic all the time i went and stood in these lines three times you know after i got out of prison just to see about my child support order back then i couldn't afford to get a lawyer 
to handle my child support cases. So I had to figure it out on my own or go to the public defender's office and ask. But no one can help me because if you're charged one in Knoxville City or in Knox County, they couldn't give you information. If it was federal, they couldn't give you information. And they can't restore your rights if you owe child support. So the funding to these little clinics, let's make sure we're updating these local clinics just for that. Was uh, there a specific the laws? Was there a specific okay. reason they couldn't help you if you were in like Knox City and Knox County or my charges were federal, so oh, they okay, said okay. it's only for felons in the state of Tennessee, not federal charges. Which gotcha. I was like, okay, fine. But if we're going to give out information, hold these clinics, let's give out relevant information, you know, on your voting, on child support, on what we need. Because the source resources are not there. I don't care what it is when you come out as a woman i have three women out of my program right now two experiencing homelessness that i have to try to get funding for try to find hotels for i'm personally trying to um finance a second home for transitional housing because i can't get I, i've tried to get funding and couldn't so um it's that's the stuck you're in prison right okay these women are prison they're getting out immediately guess what's due parole or probation you got to meet a parole probation officer you got to get a job right you got to deal with child support now child support's ticking you're out it's time to pay we have all these things that just go back to sending people back to prison that are not um, helping recidivism we in tennessee um one of the polls i'm gonna pull this up that really startled me um visually was it said um incarceration rates comparing Tennessee and founding NATO countries. And it said um, <clears throat> Tennessee was uh, number one. Tennessee's jails is held for this. Hold on. Let me make sure I get it. We were over the United States. The United States houses 684, 654 people per 100,000. That's what we incarcerate in the United States. We beat the United States, the whole United States level in Tennessee by incarcerating 838 per 100,000 in our state. We beat other countries in our state in incarceration for Tennessee. Yeah, That's I mean, how insane that is. And, that we're and, just... and it has to go back to the fact that, you know, capitalism makes Runs people every. want to capitalize and Off you know i'll put it i'll put it like this it, we can't really be shocked that in this country we don't really have a problem using people as commodities when we know the history of this country literally was founded and Slavery. wealth of it generated from using people as commodities you know absolutely number one strip the ideology of that that ideology has to go and that's indebted in our criminal justice system and that's why norway's system is totally different they do not punish there's no more punishing crime let's get rid of this king james or this 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 uh kingdom mentality we're not in the 16 to 1800s in witch trials okay we've seen the evolution of hate from which uh, slavery, number one, we were built on taking, raping, and pillaging, to be honest. That's my beliefs. So we are the people of the United States. We have to step up and say what we stand for, which is a melting pot, which is 
diversity, inclusivity. Again, their models, healing, comfort, treating people as human beings. And I, I can't remember if it was the Dalai Lama, but someone quoted and said, you can look at a, a country and tell how they treat their people by how they treat their animals and their environment, right? And that is a fact. So we hear everything is agriculture and profit. That has to change. The lobbying, the way things are done. And I think that that will take time, obviously, but that we're moving that way. We're, we're seeing that it's not going to work. Air economic system is not working. So can you imagine people incarcerated? It's literally like being, you know, sometimes it feels like when you're incarcerated, being kidnapped and hidden behind a wall and no one can help you. It don't matter if you have a heart attack in a cell and no one can help you. Can you imagine? 